at every step of the game, Nikki, I was offered money to back down or sell out at every stage. I've been offered, you know, tens of millions of dollars before to sell everything and close it down and they would take it and they would just, you know, pervert it into something twisted. I think it's a huge mistake to try to please everyone. You can't please everyone and nor should you even attempt to. No, thank you. Not interested in that. So yeah, I'm, I'm outspoken. Uh, some people call me polarizing. That's fine. Welcome to the Thought Leader Revolution with Nikki Ballou. Join the revolution. There's never been a better time in history to speak your truth, find your freedom, and make your fortune. Each week, we interview the world's top thought leaders and learn the secrets of how they built a six to seven figure practice. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice. Welcome to another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. I'm your host, Nikki Ballou. And boy, do we have an incredible, exciting, powerful guest here for you today. Today's guest is one of the leading thought leaders when it comes to having developed a powerful online internet-based e-commerce business. He's been one of the leading truth tellers in the arena of health, wellness, and well-being. He's been such a truth teller that the liars on the left have been calling him far right, which is my way of saying I think. So far, he's been right about everything. I'm speaking, of course, of none other than the one, the only, the legendary Mike Adams. Welcome to the show, Mike. <laughs> Hi there, Nikki. Uh, thanks for that introduction. And let me mention, I love your book. Thank you. Thanks for including my company in the book. That was a surprise when you told me. Um, this is an amazing effort. You and Wayne Allen Root are nailing it every single day. I'm just happy to be here with you. So uh, uh, where, where do we even begin? What do you want to cover? So I want to talk about the business end of what you've managed to create for yourself because the people that listen to the show, they're entrepreneurs. They're interested in learning how to uh, take the concepts that our guests bring to them and apply them in their own lives, in their own businesses to be seen as a go-to expert. What you've created with Brighteon.com, with Health Ranger has been absolutely incredible. So why don't we start by just having you share us your backstory? How'd you get to be the legendary and great Mike Adams? Oh wow, gosh. Well, <laughs> look, I I just started telling the, the truth and I and I refused to back down. I mean, uh, but I'll I'll get into more specifics. But Please. our universe is yeah, healthrangerstore.com. We do manufacturing and fulfillment and lab testing of our own products, nutrition, supplement, you know, uh, food, uh, uh, personal care products, all formulated. You know, I'm, I'm into natural health and I'm a patriot and I'm pro-human and I'm pro-family, all of that at the same time. So we built a, a pretty successful online business in that area, but it's all essentially driven by content. And the content comes out on naturalnews.com. And then we built Brighteon.com, this platform, several years ago, several million dollars, obviously, into Brighteon. You know, we've got millions of users and viewers, and we have Brighteon.social and Brighteon.tv and, uh, uh, you know, an ever-growing universe. We just launched Brighteon University, by the way, which is at brightu.com, and it's free uh, educational documentaries that, that run uh, uh, streaming all the time. So, look. At every step of the game, Nikki, I was offered money to back down or sell out. At every stage, 
I've been offered, you know, tens of millions of dollars before to sell everything and close it down and they would take it and they would just, you know, pervert it into something twisted. Uh, I said, no, I said no every single time. And I, I have been told that if I would back off of certain things, then they would, they would stop disparaging me in the left-wing media, right? They would stop doing the hit pieces. I said, no, keep doing the hit pieces because I'm not going to stop telling the truth. And as a result of standing my ground, unlike, you know, Anheuser-Busch, uh, as a result of standing my ground, we, yes, uh, I'm polarizing in terms of across the culture, people on the radical left absolutely despise what I stand for, but people who are more conservative or more pro-American, pro-family, pro-human, they love what I stand for. And that more than makes up for the hatred on the left, the intolerance of the left is, is you know, is more than made up for by the love on on the right, you could say, uh, people who are more conservative and pro-human minded. So we just continue to do what we believe. We tell the truth. We are the good guys. We're the ones helping people not die from, uh, you know, the vaccines or not die from COVID or not die from toxic elements in the food supply. We're the ones uh, telling the truth about the elections, telling the truth about J6, telling the truth about uh, the abortion industry and on and on. And as a result, we get a ton of support from, from our users and our, our, our viewers, and they just keep supporting us financially. We, and we just made a major donation, $155,000 of food and supplements. We just donated to the American people through a convoy of hope and uh, harvest time ministries in Florida. Awesome. That just went out actually uh, yesterday. They picked it up at, at my warehouse. So we're, we're, we're doing donations. We're telling the truth. We're building our platform. We're giving a space for other people to exercise free speech. And we're simply being supported as a result. And, and I don't think of business success as just a dollar amount, obviously. It's you, you have to define success as engendering a, a future for your civilization. And, and, and that's why I, I, I so strongly stand for liberty and, and freedom and health freedom and even longevity and getting away from toxic substances, toxic foods and things like that. So that's kind of uh, encapsulated there, Nikki. I got to tell you, um, I, I love what you're all about and I love what you do. And you were one of the first people to successfully come into the space of using the internet to sell things on a, on a mass scale. I mean, yeah, Amazon's done it to be sure, but you were one of the first folks to really do that and do that successfully. So Mike, what made you think, yeah, this internet thing's going to take off and I better, I, I better jump on this. What had you start with that? Uh, well, you know, actually I, I, I didn't, I didn't know for sure what was going to succeed. I, I simply, I, I, every time that we had a good quarter, I simply took that money and I put it back into infrastructure. I just kept building to the level of demand from the customers. And I want to tell you, Nikki, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't have VC investors. Uh, I, I don't have bank loans. I, I believe in actually not only conservative values, but being conservative financially. So in order to be nimble and to be able to adapt, you have to be debt free. And I know, I know some people think that debt is great, especially in the real estate market. A lot of people use debt uh, wisely in some cases as, as leverage. That's fine. I'm talking about in a business. To be debt-free means you own your infrastructure and you can, you can scale up or scale down as demand is, is shifting. And you don't go bankrupt just because 
demand might fall for a quarter or half a year, like during COVID, for example, you know, a lot of people suffered a lot of business downturns. If you have high overhead at that point, you are really, really in trouble. And so I made sure that we don't have that. We grew more slowly because we didn't take on a lot of loans and debt or anything like that, but we grew solidly. And, uh, you know, at this point, even if the entire economy shut down for three months, which hopefully doesn't happen, but <laughs> who knows with the banking system right now, um, we can still survive and we can come back. So I, I'm, I believe in, in conservative uh, fiscal stewardship of the resources that I'm blessed with by God and our customers. And I use those resources wisely. And I, I do not myself live anything of a you know luxurious type of lifestyle. Uh, in fact, this is the only jacket that I own, and it's just here in the studio. So <laughs> I, I, I dress up in the studio, but most of the time I'm on my ranch in my ranch clothes, working with my chickens and goats and things like that. You got a ranch, man? You never told me that. That's, yeah. that's awesome, brother. Oh, yeah. I No, I, I we rescued uh, donkeys from the fires in 2011. So we've got a bunch of donkeys and we have, I, I, I raise backyard chickens. Uh, we've got about uh, 45 hens right now. So we do our own egg production. We've got Nigerian goats. And then I've got a number of dogs, uh, including uh, one right here is my my military dog, my security dog. If you want to see him, I, I can have him up here on the table. If Absolutely, you want. man. For sure, man. I want to see your dog. You want that? I love animals, man. Oh, okay. All right. Well, here we go. He, he, he sometimes wrecks this laptop, but uh, the, it's easy to get him up. It's hard to necessarily uh, convince him, him down, to, to go down, but uh, okay. You, you asked for it, Nikki. You ready? Let's do it, brother. Let's do it. Let's bring him on. Okay. All right. Here we go. Here we go. This, this guy's an athlete. Let me Brody, come on up. Let's go. Come on up. There we go. Yes. Whoa. All right. Good boy. That's it, brother. That's it. Look at him go, man. I promised. Okay. Straight up. There you go, Nikki. You got him? I got him, man. He's awesome. Let me plug in audio again. Hold on. There we go. I can hear you. All right. You hearing me? I hear you, man. Yeah, this is this is Rody. He's uh security here in the studio. He's awesome. And he he likes to have his toy. And he's uh He's all about having fun and, and swimming. He's also a swimmer. He's like the, the canine version of a Navy SEAL. Okay, good boy, Rody. You did great. Yes. Okay, come on down. Let's go. Come yeah. on down. Over here. There we go. Go ahead. All right, good I, I boy. I think he's... Um, Over here. Come on. Come on. Let's go. I think, he's a dog. Do I, I think he's a dog you wouldn't <laughs> want to mess with if you were a bad guy. That's for darn sure. <laughs> he's like, if, if you want to keep all your arms and legs, you don't want to piss this guy off, let me tell you. But... Uh, I'm surprised he didn't wreck more here on the desk at that time, but he's uh, he, he's a real deal. But I, I love animals too, and I I train with him almost every day, doing vertical jumps and swimming and things like that. So we have a lot of fun. So let's get back into the business of you know, you know um, healthranger.com and and what you've created with Brighteon because. That's powerful, innovative stuff. I wanted you, I wanted to bring you here today to really have a business discussion with you. Okay. So talk to me about what made you decide to go down this road in the first place. Why did you create Natural News? Why did you create the Health Ranger? What made you see an opportunity in the marketplace? Well, I understand that, you know, I launched all of this uh, began in 2003 
after I had overcome a lot of personal health challenges, I used to be borderline obese, borderline diabetic, type two, you know, I was suffering from chronic pain and so on. And uh, I was taught the same nonsense that the medical industry still teaches, which is that what you eat doesn't matter, that all calories are the same. And uh, I was on the verge of probably spending my life on pharmaceuticals. So I went through a personal health transformation, reading books and getting educated. And I, I just, I dramatically transformed my own health. And I was so excited about it that I had to share it with other people. So I started writing about it in 2003. And that started out as newstarget.com, which then became naturalnews.com, I think in 2000, what was it, seven or something like that. Yep. And then from there, at first, we were, we were actually making revenues from Google AdSense. Really? So we were just, yeah, at first, you know, this was way before the censorship kicked in. So we were doing very well with Google AdSense just by publishing stories and content. Now, my background was in software, so I knew how to build software systems and content systems. So I, I actually wrote the code for the very first content system that drove our websites until about 2017, Wow! Uh, at which point we hired developers and we built a multi-site content management platform uh, based on the WordPress system but a system that generates static pages so that the websites don't run on dynamic content, which makes it essentially hack-proof. So we've been hack-proof for many, many years. This is why no one has ever hacked our websites because there's no dynamic code there. There's no a database that is live and online to be hacked. And you can't really DDoS our system effectively because uh, serving static pages uses almost no server resources versus dynamic pages are very expensive in terms of servers. I knew all this from being in the software industry. Uh, so uh, again, we, we built our own homegrown system and that's why we now publish hundreds of websites uh, on different subjects. Uh, you know, we, we published trump.news by the way. Really? Uh, we, yeah. And for a lot of ingredients and foods like turmeric.news and health.news and nutrients.news, we own hundreds of domains in the .news space, but also, of course, a lot of .com. And uh, it was always content-driven with email marketing. So we always encouraged people to join the email list. We always respected that email list. And we never, of course, sold or rented or spammed people at all. And as a result, to the point today, that email list is you know millions of people who are extremely in tune with what we do. They open our emails, they wanna know what we have to offer and we continue to deliver uh, really interesting and valuable content every single day. That's the backbone of what we do, it's content driven. Yeah, you, you know, content marketing has been a buzzword that's been around for the last few years, but you're one of the first folks to really practice it and, and properly use it in order to create a powerful business. Um, another thing that I see that you do, and this is one of the things that I teach our, our clients and I teach the world at large is good marketing repels as much as it attracts. That's true. Good marketing should get the people that shouldn't be doing business with you to run away as yep. much as it gets the people that should be doing business with you to run towards you. So could you talk about that? Because I know that's a key part of your strategy. Well, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, but real quick, let me show you. Like, this is my daily smoothie. I mean, I walk my talk. This I drink this every day. There you got one, too. Uh, this has avocados, bananas, and whey protein, and turmeric in it, and also chlorella and spirulina, things like that. So I, and I've been drinking this for 20 years. 
and that's part of what has kept me uh, kept me healthy. But uh, to your specific point, yeah, I, I I think it's a huge mistake to try to please everyone. You can't please everyone, and nor should you even attempt to, because right now, if you were to try to please the people on the left, what would you do? Have like a pro pedophile section on your on your site, or a pro grooming, <laughs> or a pro like child mutilations? Uh, here's here's some accessories for child mutilations. No, no, thank you. Not interested in that. So yeah, I'm I'm outspoken. Uh, some people call me polarizing. That's fine, but the people who get the message, they resonate with it so much more strongly because that's how they feel. You know, really, the, most people in America, they want to risk children. They want to respect privacy. They want low taxation and smaller government. Most people want to be left alone. Most people want to have the right to self-defense. Most people want to fund police locally so that maybe their communities have a shot at being safer. It, you know, if you think about it, Nikki, it's just like with Wayne Allen Root, what he says and what I say, actually, most people agree with us. By far, the vast majority of people agree with us. It's just that the contrived uh, news cartels and, you know, the, the, the globalists and the fact checkers, they are paid to disagree with things that make sense. They are paid to do that. But real people agree with what we say almost all the time. Well, here's the interesting thing, right? Elon Musk put out a, a graphic um of the left to right continuum and 2012 i think there was kim and he was definitely left of center now right and then you fast forward to 2022 he put it out late last year and he was now decidedly right of center and basically it said his views hadn't changed it's just the definition of left and right change that's right now i gotta tell you don't be offended by what i'm what i'm about to say but when I look at the things you talk about, buddy, you kind of sound a little hippie-ish. You know what I mean? In the 60s, they called you a lefty. I mean, yeah, nuts, that's but, true. But you do. You know, uh, you're all about eating all this natural stuff and the harmony with the earth and all that stuff, dude. You'd have fit right into Hyde Ashbury back in the day. But today they call you a right winger. It's like hilarious to me. I'm a real right winger, man. I'm kind of the right of the hill of the hunt, right? You're like a squishy moderate in my world. Oh, that's, that's funny. Just, that's I'm, funny. Just, but I'm just like looking at you going, okay, this guy's talking about the kind of stuff that I used to cringe at when I was younger, but now I think he's got a good point about it. So a, a part of what's happening in today's world is that out-and-out Marxists have taken over the media. Out-and-out Marxists have taken over the major uh, commanding heights of the Democrat Party in the United States, the Liberal Party in Canada, where I reside. And so anybody who is a normal human being by these folks' standards is called some crazy far-right right-winger. And that's True. why I always say far-right means so far I've always been right. <laughs> yeah, but but I think you make a really good point, and you're exactly right. You know, I I do. I I, I talk about food and sprouting and, and, and you know, backyard chickens and nutritional smoothies and, and things like that. And I am very much concerned about actual pollution of our planet, but I don't go in with the climate cultists because the climate cultists are scientifically insane. I forgot to mention, I actually run a food science lab. It's an ISO accredited lab, multiple mass spec instruments. We have six mass specs right now. We test everything that we sell for uh, uh, heavy metals, lead, arsenic, mercury, cadmium, and also glyphosate and, and also aflatoxins. And we just receive instrumentation to test for dioxins, by the way, which which is a, a huge deal because of the East Palestine uh, accident. Yeah, but yeah. 
yeah, I mean, sometimes I do sound like a hippie because I'm teaching people how to sprout food. But if you think about it, what what the old school hippies believed out of the 1960s is really what conservatives share today in many cases, which is, you know, the establishment is carrying out the evil against you. The establishment is running the wars and, and we don't want war. That was one of the main positions of the hippies in the 60s was anti-war. Right. And, and now the Democrats are all pro-war and they want GMOs in the food and they, they love killing babies. And it's like, whoa, what happened? They, they left planet Earth, man. I'm telling you, a bunch of commies, they're a bunch of Marxists and fascists they are. Are running things. These are not this is not your father's Democrat Party or your father's liberal party. I mean, nope. Justin Trudeau in Canada is an out and out fascist. His father is rolling in his grave. His father, Pierre, who was prime minister of Canada, gave the country its charter of rights and freedoms. Okay, there's a lot of flaws with the charter of rights and freedoms, but it is basically a small L liberal document. And Justin Trudeau, it, his heroes are Fidel Castro. Castro, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and the Chinese Communist yeah. Party. He says he admires their basic dictatorship. And yep. That is not a small L Canadian liberal. That is an out and out fascist. So, and that's 100%. what's been going on in the United States as well. You've got people that are in the Democrat Party that are out and out fascists and Marxists. And you, you know, I I think if the regular folks, the normals, wake up to this fact, the Democrat Party will be decimated, utterly destroyed. I think they'll be under thirty seats in the Congress, and they'll be under ten seats. In uh in the Senate, if if, if you just bring enough uh, normies into the conversation through conservative media, through normal media rather than the uh, the bought and paid for corporate media, game over. Right. They'll never well, be absolutely. another and, Democrat and... elected president in the United States. I don't think that the, if the if the media was just even handed, I don't think Joe Biden and the Democrats could win one electoral vote in the next election. Not one. Nikki, I, I tend to agree with you, but let me add that without censorship, the Democrat Party would already be decimated. So censorship is their means of control to rig elections. And because they, they can't win any debates, right? They can't win a debate about climate. They can't win a debate about energy policy. They can't win a debate even about Ukraine or about abortion or anything or January 6th. They only exist because of censorship and controlling every narrative. Which is why it's so dangerous when Canada, for example, passes you know, anti-free speech laws, uh, or Ireland is in the process of doing that, or in Europe it's horrible. You know, it's being talked about in the U.S. as well. But that's why people like you and I, Nikki, we we have to exercise our First Amendment rights, and I will extend that to you in Canada, even though it's a it's a it's a U.S. Constitution issue. But you get the point. Um, we have to exercise it. We have to build platforms that enable other people to exercise their freedom of speech. So one of the philosophies that I've always believed in is that it can't be just my voice or another person's voice, nor, you know, Joe Rogan's voice or anybody's one voice or Tucker Carlson. It's got to be millions of people who are willing to stand up and speak up. And, and that's why I've supported platform construction to give other people places to speak and share. That's what this is about. What do you got there? So I've had this for over 30 years. Um, I attended um, Georgetown University and I got my master's in the School of Foreign Service. And Philip Morris then 
had put together a um I remember uh, that. That was in the 1990s. Event. Yeah, it was in the 1990s. Yep. And over here um this document has been here and it's on my desk and it is a copy of the Bill of Rights. Basically, yeah. this is the Bill of Rights. Wow. Um, you know, the first 10 amendments to the Constitution. Amendment number one, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people to peaceably assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. I mean, this, to me, it, it's a majestic document. It is yeah. simply the most incredible and important document that has ever been written and created um, in the history of, of humanity. Yeah. You, you know, and, and, and I, I, I think I can't even imagine a corporation doing this today, but. <laughs> I know. And isn't it funny that 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 was in the aftermath of the uh, the big tobacco uh, fiasco where. Uh, which I think started around what ninety four or so was when big tobacco was really uh, getting hit hard by the government. And if you think about that, that settlement with big tobacco yeah. was not about stopping people from smoking. It was about having another revenue source for the federal government to pad their projects and kickbacks and bribes. Mm -hmm. Almost none of that money actually went to stop smoking. None of it. And that's the way it goes all the time. You know, even the, the money going to Ukraine, how much of that it ends up actually helping the soldiers on the front lines in Ukraine? Almost none of it. it you know, it's kickbacks and bribes and, and fraud. It's money laundering. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's 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 important to understand that. Okay, let's come back to the business conversation. All right. We can have this a business show. We, we primarily talk okay, about business all right. over here. So if someone's listening to this show and they're an entrepreneur, and they're thinking to themselves, okay, I want to be true to who I am. I want to be a conviction entrepreneur. I want to speak my truth. I want to speak my values. But I also want to make money. So um, what would be your advice on how somebody can do both? Well, okay. So you're, you're saying somebody that wants to be in the public space? Somebody who is a business owner of any type. Okay. Is interested in being true to their values. Somebody yeah. who we'd include in our book. You know what I mean? Right, right. But also still wants to make money. Well, look, look I, I would say that, by the way, the tide is turning in your favor in, in being a having conservative values and doing well in business. So all you have to do is understand that the way everything is going to move just by reason and rationality is in your favor. For example, the you know the electric vehicle market is actually going to collapse. By the way, because EVs don't work, they, they EV trucks don't tow, EV cars don't have uh, uh, duration. You know they, they they don't have the ability to hold enough charge, and there's, there's going to be a shortage of lithium. Love their Teslas though, man. Like I got I got some conservative pals of mine. This one dude, he's he 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 is just pleased as punch with his little Tesla sedan and uh, no i i've heard that he but just, only and a he's few one people. of us man but he just is crazy about his tesla man o only a few people can have them because there isn't enough lithium mining and processing in the world to have evs for all and there isn't enough capacity yeah, in the power grid that. to even charge evs so the evs are going to be a massive failed fad 
at some point. And California hasn't figured this out yet because they're outlawing combustion engines. But if you want to know the future uh, and, and, and exercise your conservative values, it's very simple. Get back to reality and find a niche where you can serve reality, which could be in commodities. It could be in metals. You know, copper is always going to have a place. Nickel is all, always going to have a place. Uh, and frankly, energy. You know, maybe one day we get into uh, fusion energy. That might be 100 years down the road. That's fine. But between now and then, it, it's going to be energy from molecules like natural gas. Uh, and, and again, wind and, and solar can add a little bit, but they're not reliable. They're not scalable. We don't have storage technologies that can make them uh, cost effective either. Without the subsidies, all those systems fail. And as the dollar is collapsing in value, you got to understand that the, 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 the federal government subsidizing all these businesses, which includes big pharma and the hospitals and solar and wind, those subsidies will collapse as the ability of the Treasury and the Fed to print money collapses, which, which is coming, I believe. So you need to align yourself with the economic reality of the future, which is in real things, combustion engines, uh, growing food, mining minerals that, that have utility because they, they exist on the table of elements, transportation actually has a future. I know it's down right now, but there is a strong future in transportation. Uh, uh, telecommunications obviously has a strong future. And by the way, don't make yourself obsolete with the AI chatbots because, you know, the chatbots- I was ask are, you about that. What are your thoughts yeah. about AI? I mean, how can people think about utilizing AI in their businesses to create success? You can use it as uh, a research agent for one thing. Uh, if you have, uh, let's say, a, a group of websites or, uh, I don't know, a lot of material PDFs that you want to scan in, let's say you're an oil exploration company, you can scan in a thousand PDF reports or, or, or just you know, have them digitally, and then you can teach an AI chatbot system that knowledge base, and then you can query your own chatbot in order to get analysis that would otherwise take you maybe hundreds of hours to assemble yourself. You could use that then as a starting point for writing your own reports or as a data point for your own analysis of where things are going. So uh, internal research, not to replace yourself writing a report, but to simply aid you in the research hours. That's where AI can be helpful without actually replacing humans, by the way. This is one example. Yeah, that sounds really good. I think you can use AI to write like um, emails for folks. I think you can use AI to write uh, course content for people. Uh, and I think AI can be can be really useful in making a lot of kind of tedious tasks. Uh, and well something that you don't need a human being necessarily to do you know what i mean that's what i think can be really valuable about ai so far but i'd love to see yes. how it can be a powerful paradigm shifter in some arenas of business i'd love to figure out how to do that that'd be cool that would be just well, super we're, cool we're actually we're playing around with various ai systems right now open source ai <laughs> so I'll, I'll let you know what, what we find but i do want to mention uh because of ai and the generative process that it uses we're about to see society overrun by AI content. So uh, Amazon book publishing is already being overrun by AI written books. Um, Most of those you know, books suck though, right? Most of those books are like generic claptrap, right? There's no personality to those books. I've seen well, some of that stuff. You get to the point. Yeah, exactly. 
So, but also I, I think BuzzFeed News before they just went bankrupt, I think they were having AI written articles and so on. You're gonna have AI content flooding the system, but it's not as wise as a human being with wisdom and experience and morals who can interpret content. So the real value in the content space, now remember, I mean, my all my businesses are built on content. I understand that the real value in the content space is not the content, but the human being behind it. So it is the analysis, it is the courage, it is the humanity. So AI can never actually compete with somebody who takes a stand and uh, speaks in a, in a pro-human, genuine, authentic fashion. But AI will always replace those who compromise, those who water everything down, those who are, are, are boring or simplistic or shallow. Yeah. AI can replace you if you're shallow. AI cannot replace you if you're an authentic human being. And, and that's why I have my dog jump up on the desk here for you, Nikki. Because <laughs> that was awesome, man. That's why I, 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 you know, I work on a ranch. I live on a ranch. I work it with, you know, with my hands and moving grain around and everything. Because it's, it's this real experience that comes into the content. It's a step above AI. And that's the only way you're going to be able to compete. You've got to be a real human being with real experiences and real insight. And, and that also comes with years. You know, a 20-year-old is going to have a very hard time competing with AI because they haven't lived enough yet to know <laughs> what's actually happening. Yeah. Mike, I think this is powerful stuff, and I really appreciate you uh, sharing this with me. I love what you're all about. Um, I I would like to have an offline conversation. I mean, not in front of the cameras for everybody to listen about some ways that I could collaborate with you further. I know you had me connect with one of your people and I owe getting him a bunch of stuff, which I will do, but I'd like to have a chat with you and I, if that's cool with you, where we can explore Absolutely. some of this. I want to understand what you do better than I, than, than I currently do. Um, personally, I think the content you have is fantastic and a few ideas have rippled in my head. I, I think there's room for like a subscription type model where uh, people could have uh, an hour of power with Mike, with the health ranger once a week where they, they get to ask two, three questions. You could have like a thousand people listening and they pay like a fee for something like that. I think there could be some sort of an inner circle uh, um, that could learn from you around health. They could be an inner circle that could learn from you around building parallel economies and business like a mastermind. Those are the kinds of things that I think are fun and powerful and cool. Uh, a couple of years back, I ran an inner circle mastermind for folks in Canada who were not all about the lockdowns and, and that, that went really <laughs> well. Um, we had one fellow who wasn't a great fit and unfortunately because I didn't get rid of him quickly enough, the group didn't last, but I still think the concept of having folks who are aligned in how they think being a part of an inner circle mastermind is very, very powerful. So, so Mike, listen, um, we like to end off each episode by asking you as our guest expert, what are your three top, what we call expert action steps? These are your best pieces of business and life advice for our viewers and listeners to take so they can take their life, their business to the next level. Well, okay. Uh, I didn't pre prepare any three, but let me just tell you what I, what comes to mind. So, so number one, do not compromise on your values and understand that what is being said to you by society, uh, by the, the so-called authorities and the powers that be is a contrived, distorted view when they say that, oh, everybody 
supports unlimited abortion or everybody supports woke that that is absolutely not the case so most people uh, don't support woke that's the truth that's that's right and and most people support you know again small government and honest money and things like that so stick to your values and you will be rewarded and you will attract the right people to you and around you and you will reject those who would be poisoned to your operation in any case um secondly about that, about having people around you, whether it's family or friends or coworkers or employees, you know, sometimes people feel like they made a mistake in firing somebody who was a, a poison apple. I say the mistake is usually not firing them quickly enough. I agree. Most people do not change overnight. Most people do not change ever. Some people do, but but most people don't. And if if there's someone in your orbit either socially or professionally, who is toxic, you need to fire them or distance yourself from them immediately because that space, that attention, that focus should be actually directed to someone who is on board, who can collaborate with you and who can move forward with you, which will be spiritually satisfying, economically rewarding. And also you'll just be happier and you won't drive yourself crazy arguing with lunatics all day, by the way. So just, just reject the lunacy. The, the third thing I would say is be fiscally conservative as, as I have practiced, but also let me redefine fiscal conservatism. To me, it, when you start to see things collapsing out there, it means moving your assets into things that will not collapse. For example, gold and silver. So I see gold and silver as extremely conservative now, the establishment says gold and silver are risky. Oh, look at the price fluctuations. No, gold and silver are not really moving around that much. It's the dollar that's moving around. It's the dollar that's losing value. Gold and silver have survived the collapse of civilizations for thousands of years. Okay. Gold and silver are on the table of elements. It's been here. It's been in the universe, you know, for billions of years, right? So, or depending on when, how old you think the universe is, gold's been here the whole time. Uh, gold and silver are conservative ways to protect your assets in order to retranslate that back into liquid systems, such as perhaps newly launched state currencies after the collapse of your national currency. So if the dollar collapses, you don't want your business to be wiped out. You can maneuver out of the dollar now into some gold. You can have physical gold. The dollar collapses. I'm in Texas. The state of Texas launches its own new currency. I take my bucket of gold to the state depository. I deposit it with them. They give me Texas bucks. Boom, I'm back in business. This is being able to maneuver. And gold is one way to do that. Silver, real estate is one way to do that. Certain types of crypto might be a, a viable option for some people if you have to make international transfers. Uh, in that case, I prefer privacy coins. But you have to be nimble. So I, I tell people, go out, make sure you've got four or five bank accounts set up, even for yourself personally, not only your business, make sure you can transfer, make sure you've got wires set up and you've done wires, you've done ACH transfers, you've done deposits and withdrawals, make sure you have crypto wallets set up, you know how to use crypto, even if you don't speculate in it, which I don't recommend, make sure you know how to buy gold and silver, how to store it, how to keep it safe, make sure you got at least two magazines for your Glock on your person at all times, and that you are legal with your firearms and that you are proficient with firearms for self-defense. And if you can afford it, get a dog like uh, Rody here also to hang out with you. And, and then you're in pretty good shape. You're going to be able to handle whatever the world throws at you. And, and, and don't forget to read the Bible along the way too. <laughs> I have to remind myself that too. Amen. Amen. You know, I've, I've got my, my Bible right in here. My there you go. Bible. There it is. It's uh, 
it's at the table. So, brother, thanks. Those are three awesome expert action steps. It was a real honor to have you here. Um, I'm going to reach out to you uh, to uh, set up just a time to chat uh, some more. But this was great. Come come on back. Let's, let's to. delve deeper into some of these conversations. Uh, I, I'd like to do just an episode on gold and silver. If we could do that, yeah. that'd be great. Love to do that. Because I think that's that's really, really cool. And let's let's kind of do some of these and uh and, and get them out there. And um Mike, you're awesome, man. Thanks for having us on your platform. It's an honor to have you on on mine. And thank you. God bless Nikki. you, man. And thanks for thanks for everything you do for the cause of freedom and for the cause of health. Well, thank you. I love your energy. I love what you've done. I really enjoyed meeting you and interviewing you last time. I got to have you back on my show as well. Please do. I've been recommending your book to everybody. And I think this is a great gift item, by the way. You should buy this book and hand it out to people. Agreed. Uh, and to give them a list of who to support. I think that's awesome. So uh, I'm at your service. Just reach out anytime. Love to chat with you off camera as well. Listen, um, would you mind if I just texted you? Cause I know I got your info. Let me just yeah, text you directly. And let's, let's come and do that. Cause this took a month to do. I I, I was ready to speak to you a month ago. So let's, oh, let's, let's try and yeah. do it directly without middlemen. And then I think that'll be great. I'll, I'll text you after my next interview is over and uh, okay. let's, uh, let's find some time. God bless you, man. You're a great man. Thanks so much for coming on the show. And that God, wraps up you, another you. exciting episode of the podcast, the thought leader revolution to find out more about today's incredible guest the legendary health ranger himself mike adams go to the show notes at thethoughtleaderrevolution.com or wherever you happen to listen to this episode and if this was valuable give us a like give us a rating give us a review and share it with someone else who needs to hear this message until next time goodbye this episode has been brought to you by eastcircleacademy.com the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice